Well, tonight, you know, I, I really, uh, I was asking the Lord, which, you know, what to share. I mean, I, my mind would go on different things, but this morning when I woke up, it was like the Lord began to deal with my heart because, you know, we are living in very dangerous times. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but that shooting in El Paso just really, it was devastating. And, and I mean, in all the other places, you hear this shooting here, and then you hear, and I was thinking about, I heard a report on, if you will remember, the little boy was, that was thrown from the, the uh, shopping mall in Minnesota. I think he was four years old or somewhere around in there. And, you know, I've been getting reports through the church up there about this little boy. And he was in intensive care. And so I believe, if I'm not mistaken, sometimes I'm not sure about the dates, but he went home yesterday, I believe it was. He's been in intensive care in the hospital all this time. And that was quite a while ago. And uh anyway, the family was asking for privacy to let, you know, let them get adjusted to being back home and all, and to continued prayers that this little boy is doing very well, because in the natural, that little child would not have lived if it had not been for prayers for all that happened to him, and that that little boy was just as innocent, and you know, and this this man just went to the mall to just cause devastation. And he just, can you imagine just your little child is just a little toddler and someone just comes and yanks him up and throws him over the upstairs? I forget how many floors. That, that mall in Minnesota, they say, is huge. And I don't know how many floors it was that that child was thrown down. But, but God, but God, thank you, Father, and, you know, I was thinking about, you know, as you know, the storms that's in our, uh, out towards Florida and all, and we've been praying against that thing, believing God, speaking to it. Uh, and, you know, it, it hit, um, one island. And I don't know if y'all saw that on the news, but it was just a total devastation. Total devastation. And I, I, and the people, I don't know how many of the people decided to stay, but I'm sure if they decided to stay, I, I doubt if their lives are, or if, you know, it's just horrible. The, this world is just rocking and reeling with, with, it's old, it's getting worn out, plus, you know, we have to deal with just crazy people. Mean people, just full of the devil. And I mean, and, and also, we just live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world, and things are just happening that lets us know that the coming of Jesus is upon us. I mean, I, this, this age is, you know, Jesus said before his coming, there will be so much happening. That lawlessness will prevail. And that's not to, 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 to be up here to teach gloom and doom. It's just simply that we live in a world where we need to know our authority. You know, we need to know that every morning when we wake up, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the word of God. Thank God that he's given us a authority in this world. And you know, as I wanted to just share today, tonight, 
It's not anything that we haven't been taught here. It's, I guess you could say it's just a refresher course because I believe that it's, we need to hear it. We need to hear this all the time. Every morning when we wake up, we need to just not be in a, just be complacent with the day. Have you ever done that? I have, where you just wake up and the day just rots along, you know? But it's not that way. We need to be applying the blood, the precious blood of Jesus over our families, over our love, every one of our loved ones, any ones you can think of. Get that blood out there, protecting them. The Word of God. Hallelujah. You know, we, we're not defenseless. And as I was thinking about these, these shootings, you know, just randomly, just going around just shooting people and little children. Oh my. That's always touches my heart. These little ones. But you know, Jesus did not come and leave us defenseless in this age. Glory to God. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to look at John 10, 10. So if you want to turn there right quickly, we'll get there. And then I'm going to pray because I need all the help I can get. And, you know, it's important to me that anytime I stand up here, the main thing is, is I don't want you to see me. I don't want you. I don't have anything in the natural to say. But I'm telling you, if I can share the Word of God with you, and we can know that this Word builds us up, encourages us, and we can live, lead with hope, then that's all that really matters. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just come to you right now in the name of Jesus, knowing that my dependency is on you. Knowing, Father, that... There's nothing in me that I would even have to share. The only good thing that I have, and thank God for the word of Almighty God. And Father, I'm just asking you for your anointing. Oh, Father, that you would take my words, Father, and that your anointing of God would be upon me. Father, you said it's the anointing that destroys the yokes, destroys the bondages in our lives. And, Father, I'm just as much a listener as anyone else. So, Father, I just depend upon you. I lean upon you. You quicken my mortal body. You make us alive, Father, in you. And so, Father, we just give you all the glory and all the praise in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, in John 10, 10, like I said, these are, in this church, these are things that we have heard and heard and heard. But you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You have many notes. You don't ever get it all. You never get it all. You'll never exhaust one scripture. And you know, I, I'm, I'm comforted in knowing that when we get over there on that other side, we're still going to be learning. I want to go back and sit under some classes with Brother Hagen, Brother John Osteen. Those were the ones that ministered to my life so mightily and lots more. And, you know, I think about our dear pastor here. I believe he's going to be teaching some classes in heaven. Glory to God. So in John 10, it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. And, you know, we all know, or we should know, who is the thief? 
Satan is the thief. Anything that steals, kills, or destroys from you is the devil. I mean, and you know, we talk, we've heard it said, I've, I heard it for years and years about, well, you know, God just allows that. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's just a cop out for lazy Christians. You know, God never allows nothing. He gave us a book. He gave us the Holy Ghost. He gave us the power of God that we can lean upon his word. Every word of God is not, it is void. It's not void. It's, it's void. It is full of power. Let me get that right. It is full of power. Hallelujah. And, you know, as I was just, like I said, I was pondering on some things in the Lord. You know, anyone that knows me in Bible study knows I love my books. I got books, and I, and I call them my, my textbooks, you know. So as I was thinking this morning, as the Lord woke me up, and I was just thought, oh, God, what? You know, how many knows you can teach on a lot of things, but if the Spirit of God is not going to hook up with you, it doesn't do you any good anyway. So, praise God. So, I was just searching my heart, Lord. And like I said, it's been heavy on my heart because of all that's happening in our world. And I thought, Lord, you know, you get up every day. Do you think those people in El Paso, when they got up, And they just went about their day and they made their plans. And as they were going downtown and some were going to the movie theater and some was going just, just, you know, harmlessly about their day. Do you think they would have ever thought that some crazy shooter was going to come and just blow up the whole town? I mean, no. And, and I'm not saying, you know, I don't know where any of these people were that got shot. I don't know. You know, that could have been any of us. But we must be aware of our day. When we wake up, we must be aware that there are mean people out there, that we're living in a world where we dare not would even go out that door without applying the blood of Jesus, getting our mind renewed with the word of God to where we're not defenseless in this world. And not only with us, not just about me and you, but about others. That we could help others. Glory to God. And so, like I said, I wanted to look at this, this subject about authority. You know, uh, Jesus came to give us authority in his name. When our precious Savior died on that cross... You know, every one of us that's born again, the first place that we must come to is the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that he hung on that horrible death that he went through. He hung on that cross. He died every drop of his blood that was spilled out for us. But you know, you come to the cross, but you can't stay at the cross. So many Christians have stayed at the cross. And the cross, you know, you get to thinking about it and you can weep and you can be, you know, it's sad. It's sad to think about all that Jesus paid for us. But we can't stay at that cross. We got to go on up to the resurrection. We got to realize that Jesus went to hell for us, rose from the dead, that in the mind of God, when Jesus rose from the dead, well, when he said, 
it is finished. He went to the pits of hell. He stayed there for three days, rose up from the dead for me and you. And in the mind of God the Father, he does not just see Jesus. He sees us. God is a faith God. And when he sees Jesus at the right hand of the Father sitting there, he sees me and you. Whether you ever realize it or not, you are seated with him in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. And you know, in Christ is the greatest revelation any of us could ever have. That in him... In Him, I'm nothing in this world, but in Him, I can do all things. In Him, I'm more than a conqueror. In Him is wisdom to get through my day. In Him is not to look at the circumstances and just wring my hands. But in Him, I'm more than a conqueror through Him that loved me. In Him, my children are saved serving God not out there in the land of the enemy in him and I'm telling you he paid such a great price that we would see us in him glory to God and when you see people hurting in him we can help them in us we are nothing in us woe is me but in him Hallelujah. Glory to God in Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And let's look at Ephesians 6 and 10. I love Ephesians. One of my favorite books in the Bible. And I tell you, it'd do us all good to stay and spend some time in the book of Ephesians. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because you see... When we see ourselves in him, we can't see us and our weaknesses. We see the power of God, the resurrection of Jesus, him seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's ever living to make intercession for us. And this is a great mystery in him. You see, it tells us in Ephesians, I believe this is the last chapter where it talks about marriage. And he says about marriage, he said, this is a great mystery. How could two separate individuals become one? They become in covenant with the Lord God Almighty. And in him, God sees. He said that we would be joined together to that spouse and we would no longer be one, but we would be, these two would become one. Well, do you understand that? I don't. I've been working on a marriage for a long time trying to figure out this one stuff. It still looks like many days it's two of us and not one of us. But glory to God. But God says we are one. We're in one mind and one accord. And I think the older we walk together, the more maybe we'll get a hold of that. I'm working on it. (laughs) But this great mystery about marriage is an example to us about us in Christ. You see, the Father, when He looks at us, He doesn't see us just as us, me, an individual. He sees me hid in Christ, hid in God, in Christ. 
Oh my, we are hid in God, in Christ. And as I was thinking about, we walk through this earth and all, you know, you can get your mind on the devastation and the problems and you can really get under a spirit of grief. But no, we can't, we don't do that because we know we're victorious and we know that we are in Christ. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 and 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see those words, in the Lord, in the power of his might, in him, in be strong, not in yourself. Not in how much Bible you can know, how much scriptures you can quote. Be strong in Him, in the Lord, in the power of His might. Know that in you there is no good thing, but in Him I can be strong. In Him I can have the power of His might in the Lord. You know, many times we think, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's absolutely the truth. But it's in Him. It's in your union with Him. It's in the power of Him. You know, get strong in Him. Not in you. Get strong in the Word. The Word and Him are one. Get strong in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and Him are one. Hallelujah. Don't, you know, many times I've, I've been guilty of it. Just walk along and I think, oh, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong. You know, no, I'm not. Not unless I'm in Him and my mind is concentrating on, on Him. It's all about Him. It's all about our Father, the Holy Ghost, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Three in one. But guess what? We're right there in Him. We're in Christ. In Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, it says for us to be strong in the Lord, in the power of His might. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, and and you think, it says right here in John 10 and 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then in John 10, 10, it says, the thief cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The enemy's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. He loves to break up homes. He loves to do all these things. But thank God, we can get a hold of in Him and it doesn't matter what He tries to do. He will never be successful at it in Christ. In Christ, God's the great restorer. He's restored things in my life that I didn't think could ever be restored. But He has restored them. He is the restorer. So the devil's business is to cost us nothing but grief, heartache, and just flat annihilate everything in our life. But greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. So we know... That this, this word talks about how the enemy comes 
to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, like I said, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Nowhere does it tell us that we have to be strong in ourselves. It's strong in him. Strong in him. Strong in him. Get a hold of that word. I'm repetitive. But you know what? It's through repetition that we get this mind renewed by the word of God. You're not going to get it any other way. It's repetition. It's quoting. It's speaking the word. Speaking the word. And then as you speak that word one day, that precious word will drop in your heart. And you will realize, hey, glory to God. How do you know when it's in your heart? Because it's going to come out your mouth. If it's not coming out your mouth, you stay with it till it does. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let's see. Where did I want to go? I'm going to read this this from Brother Hagen. This little mini book is on the authority of the believer. I don't even know if you can get the little mini book anymore. He's Brother Hagen, they've done a a book where they combined several different books on the authority of the believer. Any of it's good. But in this little book, Brother Hagen, who we know, we love around this, around here, and it says, some, and I'm reading from Brother Hagen. He said, some folks think that this authority over the devil belongs to a few people to whom God has given special power. But really, the devil doesn't want people to find out what belongs to them. He does everything he can to obscure the knowledge of the truth. He knows that he can no longer oppress God's people when they discover the authority that is theirs in Christ Jesus. Satan knows that he's had his day when we find out who we are in Christ. So the devil doesn't want Christians to appropriate, appropriate, y'all know that word, I got his authority. In other words, he does not want us to apply that authority in our lives. He wants us to go right along defeating the child of God, rubbing it in his nose, in the sand, anytime he wants. He knows that when the child of God finds out the truth, he is through being dominated by the enemy. The child of God then will dominate the devil and will enjoy the reality that rightfully belongs to us. That's why the devil will do everything he can to keep people from learning the truth. Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What's going to make you free? The truth of God's Word, living and abiding in you. Makes you free. Hallelujah. Now, you know, the enemy, as long as we don't know who we are in Christ, we don't get a hold of these precious truths and realize that we have been given power over all the works of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Nothing. But it's all in getting this word into us. And the word, the Lord, like I said, he doesn't, it doesn't say one thing about being strong in yourself. It's all about being strong in the Lord. And you think, well, how do I get strong in the Lord? Well, 
You know what? The greatest thing that I have found in my life personally is I get me a list of scriptures. In Christ, scriptures. And I, I would walk the floor with those scriptures. My mind would try to tell me, you don't believe that. You don't believe that. I think, well, not right now, don't. But I'd stay with it. I'd stay with it and keep staying with it. And you would think after all these years, I would have arrived. Never. Never, never. Because I want to tell you something. The devil is always there. He is going to be there until Jesus Christ comes back to take us home. And we might as well realize we can lay down and let him defeat us and roll over us and cause poverty, lack, defeat, heartache after heartache after heartache until one day that we realize who we are in Christ and we have had enough and we rise up and we do what we need to do spiritually to get him out of our lives hallelujah and I know this is no like I said this is no new revelation we at this church have been taught this from day one and guess what we'll be taught it until Jesus comes back because that's what it's all about it's everything in me wants to defeat the devil he's caused he's caused enough heartache in my life to last me until Jesus comes. But I'm telling you what, I don't look at the heartache. I don't look at the problems. I don't look at the sickness. I don't look at all of the muck, gut, and all that junk. I just know that my Redeemer lives, and I'm going to walk with Him, and I'm going to find out more and more who I am in Christ, and the more I can tear up His kingdom, the greater I like it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5, Billy. Glory to God. I'm telling you, these truths, these truths in God's Word are what can produce victory, a prosperous life, a healthy life, a whole life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And like I said, as I thought on all, and I've got lots of friends in the Florida area. And, and I'm telling you what, they're rising up and they're standing against the devil. And they're telling him he's not going to cause devastation in Florida. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe that they're turning that thing. And you know, it's already been said that it's turning. Well, I believe it's going to keep on turning. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, we've got authority that we've never tapped into. We've got power that we've never walked in. But you know what? We're going to learn how to do this. And when when we hook up together, it's so much more powerful. It's so much easier. Glory to God. And in 1 Corinthians Chapter 5 in verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, Brother Rick Renner, who is a, um, a Greek scholar, he says that word, whom he may devour, means that we give him permission. And that doesn't mean that we just say, oh, devil, come on in. You know, you're welcome here today. I don't feel very good. No, it means if we're not standing against him, we're not, he's free to move. 
He's free to operate. If we're not telling him, no, you don't. Today is the day that I walk with the Lord. Today is the day that I proclaim the word of God. Then I am not giving him any permission. I'm not giving him permission by complacency, by not just, you know, wanting to deal with him. And you know what? We all have to deal with him, but we don't have, and maybe your feelings don't even feel like it. You know, some days you feel real inspired. You know, some days you just really inspired and you're just really after him and you're just really gung ho. But some days you're just like, oh, well, It doesn't matter how we feel. Wake up. Plead the blood of Jesus. It doesn't take long. I have quite a bit of family members, direct family members. But I just, you know, I come up and I say, Father, now today I plead the blood of Jesus over my family members. Some days I may not speak every one of their names. But I am going to get them in there one way or the other. And I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus. And I, I feel like this way. If the devil can be be sober, he's vigilant. Then I can be sober and be vigilant. Because you see, when we, when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, we no longer were our own. We no longer belong to ourselves. We, but we, when we asked Jesus to come into our heart, we decided that we needed a savior. We decided that we needed somebody greater than us to help us. Glory to God. And he said, for us to be sober, be vigilant, Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Glory to God. Did you know God wants to make us perfect, mature, establish, strengthen, and settle us? Settle us in our minds that we're not, you know, I had all that world I want. I don't want the world. I want the kingdom of God. I want to live and walk with him. And, you know, this authority that we've been given, it is delegated power. It is power that God gave us. It is that delegated a power. When Jesus arose from the dead, he ascended up on high. He gave us power, all the power we will ever need to be victorious in this life. And it says in verse 10, but the God of all grace, everything that we've received from our heavenly father is a grace gift. It is a grace gift. And we've been studying in our Bible studies about grace. And you know, I'm realizing more and more that this grace and this kingdom that we live for God in, you know, we have laws that we operate in. And we've been studying, I won't go into all that, but the law of faith. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The laws that govern 
our whole existence. If we are governed now, we have stepped over into the new kingdom, the kingdom of God, where we've been given laws that no longer that law of sin and death can rule over us. No longer. You know, it says, there is therefore now, No condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is a law that when Satan usurped authority and he got it from Adam and Eve that law of sin and death came on this planet and it has been operating ever since but glory to God Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly hallelujah glory to God now I'm going to wrap this up but that word like I said back in Hebrews may devour means that we forgive him permission Now, that doesn't mean you just, you know, you can do it ignorantly. I mean, ignorantly, not knowing. But I'm telling you, we at this church, we know. We know. We've been taught the Word of God. And it says in Luke 10 and 19, it says, Jesus said, Behold, I give you power. That word power means authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. God himself is the force behind this authority. The believer who is thoroughly conscious of the divine power behind him and his authority can face the enemy without fear or hesitancy. Behind the authority possessed by every believer is a power greater than that which backs our enemies. Glory to God. This power of God is so much greater than anything the devil has. And those enemies have been commanded by God Almighty to recognize that authority. And every time we stand against the enemy, we're not only showing him we know who we are, we're training ourselves to become bolder and more fearless. Every time you stand against the enemy, you are, whether you realize it or not, but you are training yourself to become bolder, more fearless, and there is nothing that will help you more than to stand against the enemy and you you see him back off. You see him back off. You know, and it's like, um, I was reading after, I don't know who it was now, but he said, you know, it would be wonderful if the devil was the kind of foe where he just came in and he hit you with everything he had and, you know, that was the end of it. But no, what the devil does is he'll hit you real hard and you he thinks he's got you knocked down on your feet and you may have fallen down, but the Bible says a righteous man falleth down seven times, but he riseth back up. I don't know how many times I've told the Lord, I'm getting up. I mean, my face be in the mud, and I knew I didn't do what I needed to do, but I would say I'm getting back up, and I get back up. But the thing is, is every time 
that we do that, we become stronger and more skillful and more skillful. But, you know, this commentary that I was reading after author, he said, you know, it would be so nice if if the devil, you know, would just hit us and that'd be the end of it. But the way the enemy works is he doesn't just go in the boxing ring and just beat you up and, you know, that'd be the end of him. What he does is he'll push himself just a little bit too far. You'll get enough of him. You'll rise up against him. You'll put him on the run. And then the devil will just cheerfully walk away and just leave you alone. And you forget all about that hard time you went through. And it just didn't seem so bad because you're not on that side and you don't have the enemy pressuring you anymore. But oh, all of a sudden, it's like he pulls out all stops and he doesn't just hit you with a little thing or a little thing here or a little thing there. It's like all hell has broke loose and you know we're cleaning up after him well those days should be over it is time to quit cleaning up after his messes and go on the offense and stand against him so when he does try to come against us with all hell in one package he's not successful He's not successful. You're not torn up and at and just having to call everybody you know that's going to stand with you and help you get through that time. Oh, thank God for those that do. But I'm telling you what, we need to rise up and be on the offensive. And every morning when we wake our eyes open, we ought to be just like that saying says, is, oh, no, she's awake again. We can do that. We can do it. Let's see, where do I want to close? I've gone long enough. Ephesians chapter 1, Billy. And let's look, we're going to look at verse 22, 20, and 5 and 6. And I'm going to wrap this up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, when you hear the news, when you see these things coming on, don't let fear grab a hold of you. Rise up and realize you've got authority over him. You've got authority over all the works of the enemy. And stand your ground. Stand your ground. No, we need to know what it's like to walk in victory all the time. And in Ephesians 1, verse 20, this is the prayer that Paul prays that we... Really, I highly recommend praying this prayer. In Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. But in verse 22, it says, talking about the enemy, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all... Well, he's talking about us. He has put all things under our feet and gave him to be the head over all the things to the church. Then look at verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places, but so are we. Hallelujah. And then in Ephesians 2, 5, and 6, it says, Even when we were dead in sins, 
has quickened or made alive us together with Christ by grace we are saved and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just like I said, in the mind of God, we are seated together with our Father in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that, you know, we need to remind the devil constantly, that I am seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. I'm seated with Christ. I'm in Christ. Hallelujah. And you know, in John 4 and 4, it says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And he that's in the world is the God of this world. Satan is the head of principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Sickness and disease. You know, the thing about it is with the devil, and I heard Brother Hagin say it so many times, he is a persistent cuss. But we have to be more persistent than he is. We have to constantly keep the faith pressure on him. When you're believing God for something and you you speak the word over that situation, keep that pressure on him. When it looks like it's not happening, it's not working, my dreams, my desires don't look like they're coming to pass. Keep the pressure of the word on that situation. Be more persistent than the devil. Stay with it. Keep the pressure of God's word against the devil continually. Glory to God. So we're going to close. Praise God. Jesus has already done it. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's the place of authority. We're seated with Him. We died with Him. We've been raised with Him. Glory to God. Thank God for a precious Savior that did it all. Did it all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, praise God. We're going to close. And tonight we will take communion.